What kind of a peace do I mean and what kind of a peace do we seek? Not a Pax Americana, enforced on the world by American weapons of war. Not the peace of the grave or the security of the slave. Not merely peace for Americans, but peace for all men and women. Not merely peace in our time, but peace in all time. I realize the pursuit of peace is not as dramatic as the pursuit of war. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. For in the final analysis, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's futures, and we are all mortal. What's up, everyone? This is the first episode, and I am just a huge fan of history and a lot of aspects. You know, whether it's ancient history or modern history, I just like to see all the little threads and strings that kind of like interweave like a big interlocking story of us, so they say. Um, and it also kind of reminds me of I don't remember who even said this, but history is sort of like a soap opera, right? If you try to just turn on the TV and start watching a soap opera, and you have never seen an episode of this particular soap opera in your life, are you going to have any idea what's happening, let alone, the first thing you're trying to do is probably just learn people's names, let alone like, who's that again, you know, I can't, I have to just say who's that again first, why is that person fighting that guy, or why is this person saying bad things about that person, there's no context, jumping into the story, but if you know the context, you can cut things in perspective, because you're better worldview of an understanding of like what's going on so that way you have a better opinion about what's going on so this is kind of like my own just ramblings I'm going to be reading books just taking like a lot of notes and kind of just picking apart and maybe connecting with some of the other books I've read too maybe you know not even just going into books but movies and current events and stuff like that just anything that I think is going to really just strike an interest in me so if you're looking for something with a history twist, twist of history. So one of my favorite kind of aspects, and I think we're really going to start with a big topic here today, is one that I find like a sort of personal like connection to, and from one character of the story anyway. First book I'm going to be reading, I'm reading it like as I'm making this, as I go along, so it's all kind of fresh in my head. I'm kind of like thinking I'll have a better idea like when I finish it, but the first book I'm going to be doing is called blowback and so I'm kind of basing these episodes like on these books like I have a lot of other books that might have like other different parts or details that fill in the story but you know the main blueprint will be this I'll be reading my notes from here going kind of like almost half book reviewing this and also naming some other books in case like you're interested so you can go find this information yourself or verify or strike up an interesting conversation about something you've read too so blowback is our first book by Christopher Simpson so it's called Blowback, the first full account of America's recruitment of Nazis and its disastrous effect on our domestic and foreign policy. Okay, so just one more time, we got some pictures of some guys on here that I'm sure we're going to find out who are on this book. I already know one of them by just by looking at his face because I just recognized who he was as the middle guy here. I think we'll probably mention him in this episode for sure, Reinhard Galen. Okay. 
So, um, a little bit of context, and I like to start maybe even posed with a question. And if you think about all of the uh, awful experiments that we hear about in the Holocaust, like Dr. Mengel and all the disgusting, sick things that they did to those people, you know, for, for science and research and, you know, all just, you know, just collecting data and stuff like that. Uh, means to an end what if instead of having a gut churning like reaction to hearing that name or hearing just even like human experimentation what if you instead invited that man into your house and gave him a job and took his work seriously and almost was impressed by it well, that's kind of like picture I'm trying to paint here right it's these guys who you would think are just like the lowest of the low the cartoonish bad guys of Nightmare's End of, like, even video games and stuff. You know, like, how many Nazis have you or I shot in, like, a Call of Duty game, right? But a lot of them, and especially the ones involved, not just, you know, soldiers, like German soldiers, regular guys, and scripted or whatever, but I'm talking about high infrastructure of Nazi party and uh, German warfare machine were like invited over and brought either into our system or put back in where they were and then just kept doing what they were doing that made them war criminals in the first place okay so that's like our backdrop if you didn't know that was happening it happened and we're gonna pull up some really big names um big names that like really caught my eye which is how i kind of got onto this story too once again kind of like a small personal connection um but it's like a really crazy story of just the things that countries do in war and what they do after war too, and it's just a very you know fascinating phenomenon, especially just thinking that like we're, oh we're the good guys right we won the war we 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 got the Nazis, but did we? Maybe it's not even we just didn't get them like not even they just got away but we used them and in a sense maybe they kind of use us, so taking my notes here. So he opens with uh, this story about Alan Ryan, who was this attorney for the U.S. He was like a Nazi hunter, and he has this report. You know, I don't think it said he went on TV. Uh, I have the report here, Klaus Barbie in the United States government. So this by uh, here he is, Alan Ryan comes out. It was talking about how he had been doing some digging, essentially, and found this German Klaus Barbie was a uh, ex-Nazi that had been used by the... Uh, you'll hear this, when we talk about this one a lot, because I've seen it, it's the, uh, like the Army Counterintelligence, like to say the, the CIC. So if you hear me say CIC, that's what I'm talking about. That's the Army, right, during World War II. Yeah, and it said it happened on August 16th, 1983. I could not find it that was, like, on TV. I mean, it just talks about Ryan talking about what he found, but I don't see anything. I haven't been able to find a clip, so if you find that, I don't think it's actually a thing or not. Oh, well, it talks about 100 reporters in there, but yeah, I don't, I haven't been able to find that. So, talks about Klaus Barbie, who was this SS Gestapo officer, worked for the CIC, and that the he had actually been hidden from the French for wanted war crimes. Snuck through these, what they're called, rat lines. They're like the Underground Railroad in the antebellum South. Secret connections of people stowing you away and getting you from point A to point B, right? Underground Railroad, but for Nazis. And he, so he's opening it up and saying that they, so this all confirmed that the guy, the French knew that this guy in particular was a war criminal. 
army hit him away because they were like, oh, well, he's working for us. But then Orion makes the assertion that, oh, but they didn't know. They didn't know about all that stuff. They didn't know. They were just, you know, get what they needed. You know, it's war. Like, just do what we can here. And Ryan also said that he hadn't seen anything else, something like this happening. Nope. Don't know of any other Nazis we may have hired, let alone war criminal Nazis. But uh, as he, as Simpson starts to point out that there are vast amounts of them that we not only slid through or hid, but also people that did some pretty bad things like one particular guy had like campaign managers of like you know whole murderings of towns one guy sorry if i butcher the german language i really love it i just can't say it obson robin varlin he killed two u.s pilots uh dr kurt bloom human experimentation hired to the u.s army chemical corps dr arthur rudolph we're going to get into it later actually in this first series atrocities and he was hired to work on the u.s missile system the atrocities were involved with slave labor and when they were using to make these rockets and then he was hired because oh you know a lot about rockets why don't you come over here so just he, he kind of is opening up oh look i found like we hired this nazi and we didn't know and now we didn't know it was a war criminal but we don't we're pretty sure we didn't do that else except for that guy and 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 that guy okay where does it stop how many guys we hire here well as you're about to find out we hired a lot of them <laughs> 